Welcome to True Wealth Conversations, healthy and wealthy conversations about love, life, business, and motherhood. Nothing is off limits, and I am your host, Dominique Broadway. Welcome back to another episode of True Wealth Conversations, and I am your host, Dominique Broadway. And today we are live on site at Black Equity Con talking to some amazing entrepreneurs, founders. It's just been absolutely dynamic. And now I am very excited for this guest because he is in a whole different space than anyone that we've talked about today. Kaz, he let me, he let me call his, his a short name. I, could, <laughs> right. I couldn't get the whole name right. Kaz, right. tell everyone a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Sure. So Kaz, Kazra, mm-hmm. uh, Marwin is my name. And I am in the fintech payment processing space. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that even mean? Like what we, we all, we, well, hopefully we know what fintech is, which is right. short for financial technology. Right. But what does it mean to be in the payment processing space? And what is a, what is a payment processor? A payment. So there's different levels of payment processing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the sales level. You have a lot of companies who offer payment processing. That's mm-hmm. white label solution. You have banks that offer payment processing. They outsource it mm-hmm. to an entity like ours who actually does a processing. And what we do is we hold the risk. We mm-hmm. do the underwriting. We hold the risk. We have the tech support. We have the customer service. Everything is 100% in-house. Wow. Wow. So processing is basically anytime you swipe a credit card, somebody's getting paid off of it. Mm-hmm. So whether it be online or at a restaurant or at you know your local grocery store, mm-hmm. whenever a credit card is swiped, mm-hmm. people are being paid. People are making money. You know, it's funny. So I'm... I don't know. Are you a fan of The Office? The I've show? seen it one, one time. Okay. Twice. I'm a big Office fan. Okay. And I never forget, there was this episode and they were bringing in entrepreneurs to like help them with their business. But their goal was just to sell them paper, right? The Office okay. is a paper company. Okay. And this guy walks in and he has this idea and he says, I'm going to start this business and every time someone swipes their card, I'll get like 0.03 cents or something. Okay. And they were like, I never forget the people on the show. They're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. We're this trash group of entrepreneurs, right? Okay. And obviously, like, this guy probably ended up mm-hmm. being, like, a billionaire. Okay. Uh, but it, when I hear the payment, I always think about that guy and how they laughed at him. But now we think about a lot of these even, even like, big payment processors, Stripe, PayPal, yes. stuff like that, yes. multi-billion dollar companies yes. because we're always, you know, either swiping or doing some sort of a transaction Correct. online or virtually. So how did you get into this space? Because this doesn't seem like a, a, a light or easy undertaking, right? Like, how did you get into this space? And what's your background? Um, so it is definitely not an easy undertaking, mm-hmm. for sure, 100%. My background, uh, you know, I'm not a brilliant genius or anything like that. But <laughs> I do have a finance degree. Okay. Right? And I've never really used it per se. Mm-hmm. I have an engineering degree, but these things, you know, they help you think. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily prepare you for payment processing mm-hmm. because I never thought about getting into payment processing yeah. before. The way I got into it is literally speaking, I worked on Wall Street before for Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. I worked for the Federal Reserve Bank on mm-hmm. a consulting basis. And then I moved to Florida mm-hmm. and I was sucking air. Like I couldn't, yeah. go, I couldn't <laughs> find a job, right? Like for real. <laughs> and so I lucked up on, you know, maybe destiny or whatever mm-hmm. at that particular moment. Started working for an elementary school, believe it or not. Oh. A Title I elementary school, okay. which means basically a school in the hood, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that receives funding. And so I started off as a volunteer. Then, mm-hmm. it, you know, I kind of worked my way up or whatever to technology and things like that. 
And I did that for about maybe two or three years, and it was the hardest job I've ever had in my life. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. It was so much freaking work. Like, it was so much work. I wrote letters for the principal. I was, you know, doing cross-guard duty. I was doing lunchroom duty. I helped, wow. helped the dean with discipline. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I did you know, videos. I built websites. I did everything. I said to myself, you know what? I need something that gives me more time mm-hmm. with my family or if I just want to play basketball, mm-hmm. right? Do whatever I want to do. But I also need something that doesn't limit my income. Mm. And so I went online and I found the opportunity to get into payment processing. And I didn't even really know what it was. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, hey, you can make a bunch of money. I said, say that again. He told mm-hmm. me how he was making money. Mm-hmm. I flew out to California and they gave me like a two-week training mm-hmm. that I did not understand <laughs> at all, uh-huh. right? Came back to Florida and literally was so bad that I thought I was going to be homeless. Wow. Because I couldn't like make the connection. Because yeah. I, you know, I had the uh, manila folder or the binder, and I was doing these sales presentations that people weren't really relating to, mm-hmm. you know, some black guy coming in and, you know, talking this, like, corporate talk, yeah. but <laughs> looking like he is from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I dropped that. It wasn't that. matching. It wasn't matching. <laughs> so I dropped that, you know, from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I know how, I know people. I know how mm-hmm. to relate to mm-hmm. people. And I dropped that, and then I just started having success after success after wow. success. So I did that for about... Uh, two years, made more money than I ever made before. Wow. And then I went up another level. Mm-hmm. And doing that, and then I started to see, like, a lot of holes in the industry. Mm. But I didn't understand it. Okay. Right? You know, you work for these big financial firms, and they send you out as a salesperson yeah. to do X, Y, Z. But you really don't know what you're selling because mm-hmm. you're not the one who put the contract together. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not the one who also understands what's in the contract. Yeah. You're just selling. And selling. you would do whatever you got to do. Whatever to they sell. told you to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm selling BS. Mm-hmm. And so I invested and put more money in to start a company. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that even doing that, I still didn't have control of the mm-hmm. paper. Whoever controls the contract in our in the payment industry, that's who really, that's that's their business. Yeah. And so after about maybe six or seven, because we were making, we were making great strides with sales, mm-hmm. but our income felt like we were going backwards. Yeah. Because whenever we were, I don't, I don't want to say the name of the process, mm-hmm. yeah. Playman Platform, because they're super huge, the biggest in the world, mm-hmm. but we couldn't get the information, the data to figure out why we were receiving X. Mm-hmm. So we finally got up to the point where today we're called an FSP, that stands mm-hmm. for Full Service Payment Provider. Okay. And that means now we get to produce the numbers. Oh, wow. So that means wow. we, get, we get to control everything, but that means we also have all the risk. Mm. And so that's the difference that I found out, you know, with the other positions I had before is that mm. since I didn't have any risk, they didn't have to tell me nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right, to totally. be honest with you. So that's how I got into it. I really got into it not to make money. I just wanted something that allowed that I had money coming in even when I wasn't working, mm-hmm. but I love to, you know, gener- you know, to talk to people and to yeah. help people at the same time. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. And okay. Interesting how like, the start to like where you are now. So, what do you feel like? Kind of, I guess based on based on where you are now, like wh- what do you do? What do you do next? Right? It seems like you've you've built or created. It sounds like a pretty amazing business that is bringing in the money. It seems somewhat automated in a way. Mm-hmm. What do you do next, or what is next for you? Okay. So one, it is automated, but there's still a ton of working with people. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Stripe and PayPal yeah. earlier. They're 100% automated for mm-hmm. the most part. They mm-hmm. have, even their underwriting and risk is based upon algorithms. Oh, wow. Okay. And so they strictly work with online businesses. Mm-hmm. We work with online and brick and mortar. Oh, okay. And so for brick and mortar, you still need feet on the street mm-hmm. for the most part. You, you know, you can sign someone up, obviously, 
through online links, but a lot of people who are brick and mortar, they're not necessarily tech mm-hmm. savvy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we still probably have like maybe two, three hundred sales reps at mm-hmm. the same time. And we're okay. still also online. You, in the beginning, you said that it's an undertaking. Mm-hmm. My God, that is an undertaking. <laughs> and so I got some stripes. Yeah, I, I can some, only imagine. Oh my God, I have some stripes. You know, the industry needs a, um, what's the word? I don't want to say a facelift. More regulations? I don't even want to say regular. It needs people, different people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and if I can say this, so have you ever heard of valuetainment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, yes, yes. I, yeah. Just, okay. Uh-huh. So I was talking with, uh, Pat, his name is Patrick. Mm-hmm. I was talking with Patrick and the way he built that business, mm-hmm. you know, he says initially, you know, your insurance agent was like, you know, an older white male. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he kind of changed the model up by bringing in you know, quote unquote minorities. Mm-hmm. And that's what really grew his business. Mm-hmm. And in the payment space, it's changing, but slowly changing where it's the same situation. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, you know, I don't want to say that they're all unethical, yeah. but it is an industry that has a, a lot of very unethical people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of unethical people, mm-hmm. you know, you sign up for the most popular payment processing and let's say you're processing, you know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars. And your funds are held. Let's say you get 40000 held, mm-hmm. maybe for three months, six months. Mm-hmm. By the time you get it back, it may only be fifty. Mm. But how do you know? Like, no one's like, really doing the math yeah, today to check yeah. their numbers. Like, most people who are running businesses, not most, but a lot, mm-hmm. they don't know their numbers. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know your numbers, in my opinion, you don't know your business. So it has been my desire to, instead of just pushing payment processing, mm-hmm. because we can do that all day, mm-hmm. you sign up, you process, and then month two, you're out of business. Mm. Or month six, you're out of business. Yeah. Because maybe, you know, you didn't manage your charge mix properly. Yeah. You didn't manage your FAR properly. You don't even have fulfillment mm-hmm. you know, set up properly. So it's been my mission to help people protect their cash flow, to mm-hmm. teach you how to set up the business, not just for this weekend, mm-hmm. not just for, you know, this program mm-hmm. or this whatever you're selling, but so that it'll be here today mm-hmm. and to be here maybe three years from now at the same time. And how do you best do that? Education. Okay. Absolutely, mm-hmm. education. I've had to learn the hard way as well mm-hmm. is to surround myself by some really smart people. Yeah, yeah. Like some really smart people. I went through a situation. I won't go into it mm-hmm. here, but whew, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, I don't know, maybe easy seven figures in legal fees. Mm-hmm. And it taught me a lesson. Mm. Like a, a, some of these lessons <laughs> are more expensive than others. Oh. I've, I've also learned that. So I can't. Huge lesson. Since I had to, you know, spend so much money, mm-hmm. so much stress trying to figure things out. And, you know, mm-hmm. by the time I figured it out, it was because other people brought it to me. Mm-hmm. So now I have brought them on board. Mm-hmm. These same people that kind of helped me through turmoil situations, mm-hmm. I brought them on board. And so we literally have a program called Protect Your Cash Flow. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with payment processing. Yeah. You can go whoever you, whoever you want to go to after that. But we want you to at least understand the basics, like mm-hmm. how to build a real business not a business that's, you know, it's cool to build a business just to make some quick money, mm-hmm. but is your business sellable, right? Mm-hmm. Is it scalable, yeah. right? You need to have all those systems, like build a real business. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been the goal. To, to go about it, it to answer your question, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, you're right. It's, it's through education. Yeah. That's really important. And we kind of talked about this earlier, but just most people don't create businesses that are scalable or saleable, right? right. It, they, they just don't. They're, they're not thinking big enough they're not thinking far enough into the into the future they're just creating something that yes provide honestly a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs just create jobs for themselves 
Correct. Literally, that's literally what they do. They just created another job for themselves and just so they can say that they're working for themselves. Right. But it, they've just created a job just for themselves. I know you mentioned before we wrap that you, you have a lot of stripes. You've had a lot of blood, sweat and tears. What is or what do you feel like is the biggest lesson you've learned that you can share so that hopefully someone else can avoid for yeah, that same mistake? Sure. So, so many lessons. But one of the biggest lessons is to trust but verify. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're quick to jump into things mm-hmm. without understanding it. Mm-hmm. And so I may not be skilled enough to read legalese mm-hmm. on a 48-page size 7 font contract. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my thing. But there are people out here who specialize in mm-hmm. that. And I got into a situation myself. Even though we were successful doing billions of dollars every single year, mm-hmm. and then one day... Just it came to a screeching halt, mm. and it's because I trusted wow. you know people who were extremely close to me. You can't get any closer than this. You know the paperwork wasn't set up properly. Mm. It was set up, but it wasn't set up properly. Mm-hmm. We tried to go the cheap route, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if it was what do you call those organizations? Legal Zoom or something? something crazy <laughs> like that. And it wasn't set up properly, and uh, it was a huge wake up call for me. Mm. So trust but verify it was probably one of the biggest lessons. That's good, y'all. Make sure trust, mm-hmm. but verify. Mm-hmm. Don't go the cheap route <laughs> when it comes to setting up your legal entities. It's very important. And even, too, if you're in business with friends or family or who, people you, you trust, you still need to have those legal things oh in God. place because yes. the people closest to you yes. will screw you over the quickest. Yes. <laughs> I've learned that. So right. I think we, we, that's unfortunately a lesson that many entrepreneurs have to, right. have to learn. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. You said something, too, mm-hmm. that in the, like, maybe, I don't know, six or seven mm-hmm. years ago, there was a consultant in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think... I forget what his name was, but he had a, a program where he charged you ten thousand dollars for he called it success fee. Mm-hmm. But you know, being small minded at the time, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, success, all right, success for him." <laughs> I would pay a hundred thousand dollars yes. today for his advice. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm, that's another thing that I would, if I had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. I would spend as much money as I can to mm-hmm. bring on the proper people because mm-hmm. I had to end up doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. But I had to do it 10x yeah. because I was like, you know, in, in the hole, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah. if I had the opportunity to, re, you know, rewind the hands of time, I would invest that money up front to make yeah. sure that I'm set up the proper way. And I wouldn't right. be cheap about it at all. Yeah, I, that, that's that been pretty, pretty major for me even now, like looking to, to grow, grow my business fantastically. But I, you know, I don't know if I necessarily feel equipped to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even now I'm like starting to. Now that I have more time, investing into myself and to to put myself in the rooms, to be around mm-hmm. the people that have have yes, have done the millions. I need I need to work with the billions. I need to pe- reach, mm-hmm. be with the people that are that are hitting the billions because that's going to help me get there. And that's not being cheap. Right. Investing in yourself, you can't just Google your way to success. <laughs> you know, it's not a thing, right? Because right? as I always say, if you don't know what to Google. Right. right. And and that there's a lot of things that we've learned that we don't if no one told us, we wouldn't have known to, to right. Google it. Right. So right. how can people find you if they're interested in any of the things that you're working on or even the, your program? They can go to my uh, website, Kazra.com, mm-hmm. which is K-H-A-A-Z-R-A dot com. Kazra Marwan is my name. Mm-hmm. And that's 
probably the, I'm the only Kajra that I know. <laughs> and that's like, you know, K-H-A-A-Z-R-A, then M-A-A-R-A. If you type that up in Instagram or Facebook or anywhere, it'll pop up. come up. And yeah. we'll, we'll put this in, put it in the show notes yeah. as well. Thank you so much for well, your time, for guys. Thank you really Yes. It. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My this has been, year. likewise, this has been a dynamic conversation. And it's so great to learn from someone who's made the millions and it sounds like even billions and, and get that knowledge and information so that you can avoid some of the mistakes that that we've both made, right? That can cause, as he said, seven figures in, in, in dollars, right? So thank you guys again for tuning into another episode of True Wealth Conversations with me, your host, Dominique Broadway, live today at Black Equity Con. See you all very soon. Thank you for listening to True Wealth Conversations. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Let me know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a review or rating. See you soon.